This is Wrench Nation. Car talk, car culture, car tips, car music, all that is car. Wrench Nation Car Talk. Call or text your questions now. Innocently they dance. Innocent of a new and deadly menace lurking behind closed doors. Marijuana. Oh, goodness. What? Marijuana. That was the classic 1936 film, Reefer Madness. That was a bit of a propaganda piece. Oh my goodness, I know that was extreme, but what I'm trying to tell you people is we've come a long way. As an educated society, 1936, the marijuana in you. Today's show topic, we're not getting into your culture of marijuana. That's not what we're going to talk about today. We are going to dive in to the distracted driving uptick trend. It is happening right now with distracted driving as it relates to marijuana. How are we testing for this? Are we safe? Between 2010 and 2012, the percentage of fatal crashes involving marijuana in Washington was about 6%. After marijuana became legal, the number doubled, people. Now, I don't care your position about the culture of what you do. But I will care about your position if my daughter's driving a vehicle and she is struck by somebody distracted lighting it up. Welcome back to the show. Frank here with Wrench Nation. We appreciate you guys every, every Wednesday hanging. And, of course, uh, KFNX listeners, Saturday, uh, you guys are rock stars. Uh, We've got Susie in studio. What is happening, Mrs. Susie Q? It feels so good to be back, Frank. I know. We've got to tell the people what that's all about. It's kind of like I had some radio blues, Frank. I know you did. For you listening, you know we love you. We're family. This is our show. And it was, uh, you know, some of you reached out. Where's Susie? Where's Susie Sockets? Well, I'll tell you. Look, the, the truth of it is, we, we, we're not, we're, you know, we're not these radio people. We are just like we're garage owners, and Susie's running the show, and we we just got busy out there. And Susie, welcome back, man. I, I, you know, you're, gosh, I love you. Yeah, I love you too, Frank. Look it's at so us Where's that? I know our sentimental music, but uh, it's always good to have Susie back in the saddle. And I do apologize for a few shows that uh, that Susie wasn't in house. We always love Susie's perspective, her wisdom. Uh, you know, what's happening in the garage. And, you know, we have so many stories that we can share with you. And Susie, you always give us a unique perspective. Yeah, definitely. But first of all, what was the name of that? Reefer Madness? Is that yeah, I don't was? know if you... I've never heard of come that. Come on, you've never heard of that? No. So back in the 1930s uh, with Reefa, you know, a lot of jazz musicians, yeah. you know. I mean, there was this sort of this culture and it was uh, it was highly taboo. Kind of drug of choice, though, back then. Right. And, okay. and look, let's just face it, a little propaganda. Yep. Um, we didn't know much. Uh, mm-hmm. We just knew that if you were on that stuff, it, there was some funky town going on. Uh, and today's show, again, I got to say this, Susie, because a lot of you on Wrench Nation Facebook and throughout social media, you're passionate about your position in terms of your culture of how you decide you want to participate in that. Yeah, and, for sure. And that's none of our business, quite <laughs> frankly. Um, but it is a game changer. It becomes our business, Susie. I'm high on dope, Mary Jane, whatever you want to call it, and I hit your car, and people got hurt. 
we got to have a conversation. Yeah, that's a tough one, Frank. And you know, it 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 scares me. It it actually scares me when when people are in, under the influence and in driving. And you know, sometimes you can actually spot them by by the swerving or just by the slowness. Well, how do we know that? In all well, fairness, um, I, we couldn't do this show without the truths, right? The science, and certainly some very special guests that are going to be hanging out with us. Uh, we've got Officer Eddie Cuthbertson. Uh, I know I goofed up <laughs> Officer Eddie's name. I do apologize. But he is a drug recognition expert, along with uh, Officer Jeremy Logan. Uh, really grateful, uh, Chandler Police Department. They're going to set the story straight because a lot of you listening have said, well, you know, I was pulled over and I wasn't doing anything. I was just sleepy. I was drowsy driving. Okay, but that's still maybe you're not. I mean, the it's a problem. But where do we decide how we can prove right. legally the THC levels mm-hmm. in your system? Now, listen, you're listening. You're saying, well, Frank, I'm on medicinal. There is no THC. I've been told that I can be okay. You're talking about the cannabis. Well, that's right. right. The science of of marijuana yeah, and or cbd oils exactly or like we'll that. get yeah. into that but my point is we've got some special guests also we just could not do this without somebody on the front lines of educating our younger drivers and right. we're really really proud and and grateful to have maria wochak with uh, driving mba they have a simulator uh youngsters can get in there so listen i as as a dad and most of you listening can relate all right Son, we're going to teach you how to drive. You go to the parking lot. You do a couple of whatever. Then you slowly creep up in the neighborhood. Well, maybe a lot of us learned how to drive that way. But to reduce insurance rates and really to get the full spectrum of driving, driving simulator. Right. It's and like Maria's going to talk about that, right? Maria's going to talk about cool. that. But we also want to get into the, into the head and minds of some of these youngsters that, uh, that she is uh, seeing and uh, we're going to talk more about that. So this is your show, people, 480-655-8870. And certainly if you're on social media, we have a 24-7 conversation on Ranch Nation. If you haven't hooked up with us there, please find us there. And certainly our KFNX listeners on Saturday, it's a great way to communicate. Uh, before we dive in any further, we always like to take a few calls regarding your car care woes. Let us hit the tape. Do we have a tape? Somebody was complaining about car stuff. Oh, well, I guess we don't have the tape. All right. Well, I'll explain to you what happened this past week in the garage. It was an interesting caller, Susie. We get a lot of interesting callers. We do get a lot of interesting callers. And they, for the most part, work out. Yes, they do. Especially at 115 degree heat. <laughs> uh, this gentleman was having an issue with not so much how the car was driving. Like, it seemed to drive okay. But he literally went through a problem with... He'd fill it up, and he measured this. He'd put $10 in gas, and he would get about $3 worth of driving. His gas mileage was shot. Wow. Okay. So, you know, the phone call was taken, and of course, it's difficult to diagnose things over the phone. Mm -hmm. Something like that. I mean, you can expect, if you're calling a garage or a dealership, uh, take heed. I mean, if you've got a fuel issue, like, like your fuel gauge is wacky, First things first, check for any fuel leaks. Yeah, absolutely you have to. And we get some people come in with fuel leak smells, but we're not able to smell it. Yeah, this particular case, it's interesting, guys. Uh, there, there was no fuel smell. 
But he was perturbed as I would have been as well. Money's precious. He spent a lot of money on fuel. Filling up. A guy just filled up. What happened here? So a couple of things I want to offer to you guys. Uh, this is very practical. And these are things that you can check. We talked about the fuel leak. Uh, especially some of you European driving Volkswagen, Mercedes, uh, several other platforms. You may have a ticking time bomb because that rear seat may be housing underneath the fuel pump. That yeah, gas yeah. tank sits there. And we've had a few of these. So number one is the fuel issue. Um, the other thing, too, is what we see often that can happen in the garage is you may have a fuel pump on its way out. Now, what is that all about? You have no symptoms. You say, I, my car drives fine. What are you talking about fuel pump? The fuel pump is attached to a float. Think about your toilet bowl. It has a little float, goes up and down. Same principle with the fuel pump. Now, what could be happening with this particular case is that that float is not registering the actual level, and also it's just kind of wandering the gauge. I will tell you, if you have that symptom, you may have a fuel pump go out, and your next symptom would be uh, crank no start. That's a problem. So make sure that you give the symptoms if you call into your mechanic. Uh, and uh, we did have a text come in. Uh, one of the questions was, well, don't mechanics have a sniffer tool? Or is that a myth? Like, can we sniff fuel vapor? Do we have a tool for that? That's a great question, Frank. Well, I'm 30 years. I don't think I have a no, fuel sniffing tool. Nose. We have other, like, sniffing. Like, mm -hmm. well, they're, they're refrigerant sniffers. Mm -hmm. No, I mean, this is what mechanics do. Susie, I'm at a traffic stop, minding my business with my kids, and the nose, the left nostril goes up. When you've been doing this for 30 years, like, oh, that smells like antifreeze. <laughs> that is the sniffer right there. That's right. Yeah, but well, there's, no, there's no fancy tool for that. All right, we got some news before we dive in a little further. Uh, all right, you guys know, uh, most of us like... Marky Mark, Mark Wahlberg. He's a wholesome. I love Susie, him. I love him. He's wholesome. He was the funky bunch. Funky bunch. Like, if you go way back. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, he started as a rapper, and of course, he's had an illustrious uh, last 20, acting 25 career. years acting. Yeah. He dived into a little cheeseburger business. And, you know, from what we can tell, like, we don't know him personally, but he's that kind of guy that you feel like, yeah, that's, that's a dude next door. He's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, you know, he's, uh, he's been a businessman. He's acting and all these things. Well, well, why not? Why would Wrench Nation be talking about Mark Wahlberg? Could be because of a fancy car, maybe? I don't know, Frank. Well, I'll tell you why. Mark Wahlberg is going to now open a Chevrolet dealership. No. In Columbus, Ohio. Oh, my gosh. What's it going to be called? Good Vibrations? <laughs> <laughs> what well, I, I mean, you could have a whole wonderful campaign, good vibration. Boy, that would be a. Wouldn't that be good? I like. I mean, yeah, but good. I don't think any underwear commercial would be involved in that one. Absolutely not. But yeah, he took that on. Um, according to the Associated Press, he's partnered up with uh, another Michigan-based dealer, Jay Feldman. You always do that. Like if you don't know what industry, mm -hmm. like you're interested, and he's not a dummy, mm -hmm. but you better partner with a seasoned veteran. I'd like to go buy a Chevy, Frank, from Mark Wahlberg. Would you, would you, what, what would you say to Marky Mark? Well, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, seriously, you listening, what would you say? Give us a text. I mean, if Marky Mark was sitting right there and he was negotiating a deal, would your deal abilities, your negotiating skills, would that wander? You ladies, Marky Mark selling you a car. 
Would you just say yes to everything he is selling you? Of course we would. Would you? Of course. (laughs) Well, it goes on to say that uh, he's continuously looking for ways to innovate his brand and engage in business he's passionate about. There you go. Cars, cheeseburgers, underwears, Marky Mark. (laughs) (laughs) That's his gig. He says he loves cars, and uh, he's always wanted to. He's kind of had this dream of doing it. So good for him. Uh, I think we should follow up with Marky Mark, and uh, well, shoot, you know we're pretty powerful here at Wrench Nation. Maybe we'll contact Marky Mark and get him on the show. Yeah, I thought he was going to be a guest studio here or something. I would be nervous because you know when you connect with somebody from your your sort of childhood. I think I'd be that guy who said, yeah, Marky Mark, I trust you, man. Yeah, man. You know, throw in a cheeseburger. Yeah. I'll buy whatever you say. That's right. I would, too. (laughs) All right, listen, you guys stay tuned. A knee-deep topic. We're going to cut right into the truths. We've got some special guests. Uh, Marijuana and distracted driving. Is that something you can relate to? Maybe? I don't know. Hopefully not. Listen up, I'm talking to you about one of the premier auto parts superstores in the country, Parts Authority. One of the biggest problems that we can have in a modern day garage is when our parts don't arrive on time or the quality of our parts are just not there. The Parts Authority Auto Parts Superstores, amazing service, knowledgeable counterfolk, national program, quick delivery, AC Delco, Monroe, Parts Authority Auto Parts Superstore. If you're an installer or own a garage, you need to check out PartsAuthority.com. Now, 480-655-8870. Welcome back, guys. Uh, French Nation. Frank here with Susie in-house. And, of course, we've got some special guests. Uh, beforehand, I do have to tell you guys, we always like to give the shout-outs. Uh, catch the show. Uh, get on a Facebook, Wrench Wars, uh, which is really backyard builds, man. It's pretty cool. These are low-budget, uh, stylistic builds. Uh, you know, a lot of you watch the SEMA thing, and you see all these fancy, expensive builds, but... Wrench Wars with Brother JD, you can catch that. Uh, and, and speaking of brother, we got JB Bolton, the wiser advisor. Where you at, JB? Hey, guys. Thank you for having me back on. Yes, we love you, brother. And, you know, a lot of our people love you because they associate, associate you not only two good things, Bolton uh-huh. Technology and the giveaway. Let me tell the people what the giveaway is here. We got to, Susie, we always got to do the giveaway. We got to do the giveaway. Hi, JB. Hey, Susie. All right, listen, this is not fancy, people. Uh, You're probably working on your car on a weekend, or perhaps you're a wrench, you're up and coming, you're starting out your tool set. I have a stainless steel magnetic parts tray. Woohoo, good stuff. Oh, I love those. Sure you do. I do. I have one on my refrigerator. (laughs) Oh, well, I hear you. All right, you got that, and then you've got some nice tire buster Cornwall tools, uh, gloves. Cornwall's come a long way. So the question which is your challenge, JB, line us up for this giveaway. What's your question? All right. Well, it's a true or false question, Frank. And the question is, fatal car crashes increase 12% on the annual marijuana celebration 420 day. 420. True or false. All right. So true. So you're, are we asking the folks, is that like distracted driving from marijuana usage on 420 causes That's more what- problems on that day? True or false? True or false, that is correct. All right, if you think you know the answer, you can get on a social media if you're hanging, us, uh, hanging out with us on live stream. Uh, Ranch Nation, I'll check it. And then uh, call us uh, or text 480-655-8870. Hey, it's a simple question. Do you think 
Marijuana Day, 420. You know what I'm talking about. We didn't say uh, Earth Day. That's 422. Do you think distracted driving from toking it up behind the wheel is causing problems? Is that true or false? What's the percentage? True or false. Yeah. JB, how are you doing, partner? We're doing pretty good out here, man. How are you doing? Well, it's hot, man. You know, Arizona, we, what do you think we're going to say? That's all we talk about. It's 115.5 degrees. Well, it's very wet and moist here. All right. Well, let's see. Do we have a caller on the line? I think we got a caller, so we'll hang out. I want to do, I wanted you, hang out with us, JB, all right? I want you to get, 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 look, we're talking about marijuana. We're not talking about your lifestyle, man. I don't want to know about your business, but we are talking about what I do need to know about. If you're distracted and you're high and you're driving and it's a problem and I am affected, that's what this show is about. And we want your participation, 480-655-8870. We have, uh, boy, we're just grateful. Maria Wolchek, Driving MBA, is in-house. Maria Wolchek, let's light up uh, Maria's mic. Maria, welcome to the show. Thank you, Frank. I'm happy to be here. You just came back from Italy and you're like, oh, God, what are we talking about? Yeah, really. That's okay. Um, (laughs) Okay. It's a problem uh, worldwide, actually. We're actually going to quote some reports uh, early on, lots of studies in Europe. Uh, not that we were late to the game, but before we dive in, tell us about driving MBA. What are you doing there that's pretty unique for first-time uh, drivers? Well, driving MBA is unique in the way in which we do driver training for uh, with for drivers of all ages. Okay, primar- I, should, I shouldn't say youngsters that way. Well, yeah. no, I mean, yeah. you know, our primary focus is definitely the youngsters, the, the young young adults that are getting ready to drive. So right. we use a combination of simulators, classroom and on-road instruction, and, and parent involvement to really make sure that the kids are well-prepared to be out there. How much emphasis is on distracted driving? That's a big problem right now. There's a lot of emphasis on it. I mean, we, you know, we start at the very beginning making sure that they know and understand rules of the road, but and also just understanding the consequences of making making those kinds of decisions. So we have lots of touch points with the kids. We talk to them about it in all the different mod- modalities that we work with them in so that by the time they're done with us, they get the message. You know, driving distracted in any way is, is just very dangerous. Yeah, so here it is, people. Marijuana can slow reaction time. I don't care what your position is, all right? And I know I'm going to get some hate on this. I do not care. Again, this show is not about getting into your life and culture. It is if you get behind the wheel and risk my family, or my neighbor's family. The fact is, no matter where you're positioned in that culture, reaction time is slowed down and in judgment is impaired. Susie, we can't deny that fact. No, I agree. And, you know, uh, sometimes when you are speaking to somebody who's impaired on marijuana, you know, their speech is slow, too. You know, they're just like, yeah, dude. You know, so what is their physical reaction going to be like and this is the this is the thing with this movement and look again this is not a culture thing it's all about driving behind the wheel um nitsa national highway transportation safety administration say what you will about certain organizations that have a a sort of position they're trying to push this is the federal government man their best interest is the safety period say what you want they're not they're not partisan in a different here or there and they came out, they said, marijuana is the most frequently detected drug other than alcohol, other than alcohol. Alcohol is still a big problem. We're sure. making strides. Mm-hmm. Uh, Maria, you talk about this alcohol situation with mm-hmm. these uh, first-time drivers. Yeah, I mean, alcohol is a problem. It's not the problem. It is one, no, it is one a of part the pro- of the problem. Yeah. So, yeah, there's, it's a multifaceted problem. Yeah, and so, you know, uh, marijuana is number two under alcohol. 
and we are going to bring officers from Chandler PD next segment. They're going to give us the straight and skinny people. They're out there in the trenches. They mm-hmm. see this day in and day out. And this NHTSA report says there is evidence that marijuana use impairs psychomotor skills. Hate me all you want. I understand your position. Not about lifestyle. It will be if you get behind the wheel. Impairs psychomotor skills. Can we get any more evidentiary than that? Other than the Chandler PD speaking from the street, Well, I can't right? wait. I can't wait to talk to them. Yeah, no, I'm excited. Like, we can read black and white. Maybe mm-hmm. we've talked to a few friends. But, Maria, it's, it's so true. Like, man. And we're not trying to be holier than thou. Like, we all have our... Like, I'm distracted sometimes. I fight texting and driving. I'm just being truthful. That's Everybody a major... Everybody does. I mean... It is. I mean, distraction's not just about being distracted by your phone. It's about, be, you know, having your mind on something completely different. It's a whole lot of things. So, um, <clears throat> you know, any kind of drug, it's just, it's a problem. So. Yeah. So this NHTSA report also goes on to say that uh, the Lee study, uh, very in-depth. I won't get into how. You guys can check that out. Traffic Safety Facts. It's on NHTSA, NH, uh, NHTSA, uh, gov. Uh, back in uh, 2015, and I realized that, you know, there's probably updated studies. Yeah. But the Lee study estimated the increased risk of crash involvement for drivers using marijuana 1.83 times that of drug-free. That's a study, man. Right. It's almost twice. Right. That's a statistic. Right. It's a statistic. It is. Mm-hmm. Um, Maria, are there any studies, like, within your arena i mean you're doing you're doing the simulator Mm -hmm. which i love Uh, you know i mean honestly we should have you know done that because you drop your insurance rates a little bit when you well yeah i mean you know if they do driver training they do but i mean simulation is a great way to teach kids how to first develop basic skills without putting them out there and putting them in danger and then defensive driving skills i can't teach them how to manage a a tire blowout at 75 miles an hour in the in the real world but I can do it on a simulator. I can teach them how to, you know, what do you do if somebody's coming at you head on? What are your options in those situations? Yeah. Well, gosh, I don't know. It, it, it's, it's, it's one of those things. We try to bring you guys the topics that, that are meaningful. And 480-655-8870 with uh, marijuana and distracted driving. The current situation, it's real. It's raw. Europe has been dealing with some things. Now, Europe doesn't have the driving culture we have. You just came back from Italy. Isn't this true? It's crazier. I mean, Italy's crazier, to be perfectly honest with you. I mean, oh, with, like, traffic? It, it just traffic. and I mean, pedestrians don't bother looking to see if cars come, and they just drive out there. They just walk out there. So if you're not paying attention to what's going on around you, you can kill somebody pretty easily. It was, it's crazy to drive there, but it was kind of fun because you know you've got to kind of just stay focused and, and make sure you don't kill anybody or hurt anybody or yeah, hit yeah. anything. You know, Susie, a lot of us listening, uh, folks tuning in, um, you know, we grew up in the 80s. Yep. That's what we did. I mean, it, it, you know, we heard Nancy Reagan say, just say no. Just say no, yeah. And um, were you, I mean, what were your thoughts like growing up as a kid? Well. In the 80s. Mm-hmm. Not that it would have been any different, but let's talk about the drug culture. Mm-hmm. It's that kind of, the 80s was big time. Yeah, so I wasn't a, I wasn't a drug user in the 80s, but I had friends that, that, actually functioned you know well that's the thing I yeah mean, like, they functioned i had somebody in my building lived on the sixth floor was a city bus driver oh. so this is the argument 
in all fairness, to keep it balanced, there are many that would say, wrong, THC, not any kind of psycho situation where uh, psychomotor skills, would, I'm sorry, I'm not pronouncing it right, but it's not going to alter how I drive. But that's, isn't that the, me- the mind impairment? That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, it's, it's a, mind it's impairment. It's a mental distraction. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, and one of the big things about driving is judgment and decision-making are a huge part of that skill base. And if you can't make a good judgment, you can't make a good decision in a, in a matter of moments, then, I mean, if you look at even our prescriptions we get from, uh, if, you've, if you've got an opioid because you just got out of surgery, they tell you don't make any major decisions and don't drive. So why do we think it's okay to do that? Our decision-making is, is impaired. It's very clear. Yeah, we're going to dive into this a little deeper, but they also say uh, your chances of toking it up and drinking, boy, that's like concoction for big-time big problems. Yeah. And they kind of go hand-in-hand hand from what the studies are saying right. in these reports. Uh, JB is on the line. I didn't want to forget JB. Hey, JB, how's your community handling this situation? Is, is this a conversation? Is this an issue, uh, distracted driving via marijuana and, and some of the you know, opiates out there? Well, the distracted driving altogether is the big issue around here. But like in the news today, um, one of the things that I read about is that New Jersey's actually stopping um, going after people that are caught with marijuana and stuff like that. So I guess things are loosening up about here, and they're not talking so much about the distraction, but it's there. We, we just can't afford to get worse. I don't know. I you know again I you know JB and, and Susie and Maria here. We, we're going to have Chandler PD in uh, next segment. I don't know, man. I, I just, when I grew up in the 80s, everyone I knew that was toking, they were not, they were, I'm not saying that they lost their mind, but it didn't seem like, like I didn't want, I didn't want to play back. I couldn't shoot hoops with the guy because the judgment's not there. Like, right. so New Jersey has said they're not going to go after it. It's going to be interesting to get uh, Chandler PD's take on, on that. They're not going after it. Is this a big resource issue? Is this a political issue? Or have they done studies that said, yeah, not to worry. This is such a minority. We really got to go after all the the alcoholics, JB. Well, the the, the the states are struggling with the legality of marijuana, you know, starting to be used as medicinal and stuff like that. And what's happening is because now we're allowing it to be used in the states, can we um, actually go after people and charge them with possession? So it, because it's like two sides. I get it. I You know, the possession thing, I didn't want to go there. Like mainly this is where we're going. And, and you hit it. Where we, we need to go is, does this cause a problem? However minor in scope you may think it causes, it just takes the one time it happened to you, my daughter was hit by somebody distracted because they were not drinking, but they were just, they had THC. And I've always said this, you guys can laugh at me. Snoop Dogg can smoke a lot, and he mm-hmm. may not be affected. That's the argument you're giving me right now. Well, Frank, you know, I can drive, I can operate, I can operate stuff. But you get somebody else that gets into that situation and it's legal to do your thing. Where does that, like, how does that work? Well, I mean, think about this. Let me ask you a question here. Why are you smoking? Why are you, why are you doing the cannabis? Why? Because you want to escape reality. You want to relax. You want to have... Uh, be careful. Or... I know a lot of you listening on oh. the podcast are going to... You're going to beg to differ, but I hear what you're saying. JB, go ahead. But what I'm trying to say here is, like, you know, you're trying to change how you feel about your day and stuff like that or whatever's going on. Should you be taking that attitude, that change in your body out on the road? 
No, because you should be in the car driving sober to wherever you need to be. Yeah, but I was so, just chilling out. JB, I was just chilling out. I was, I was at home. I'm not driving far. I'm going to go down to the local store, and then, boom, something an happens. Call an Uber. Well, it's the same issue, though, if you think about why people use a phone. I mean, you know, we all know distracted driving is a problem, but we choose to use it because it's not, you know, I'm good at it. I can text. I'm okay. And we don't care. So this is the same issue when you think about people smoking or doing anything else. It's like, I'm fine. I don't have to worry about it until it happens to you. Yeah, well, I'm anxious to get the uh, statistics a little deeper uh, from the street, from these uh, uh, officers of Chandler PD who will be joining us shortly. Um, There was a a story. I think we need to speak on this. Um, And, you know, it's probably a little more... Um, in volume than I, I tried to find, and that is the other side of the fence. I am a young waitress. I got off of work at 2 in the morning. I'm just tired, and I'm lane leaping a little bit, and rightfully so, police officer says, hey, that's some risk there. I got to do what I have to do. How are we able to test, verify, and prove uh, BAC was non-issue for this waitress. She was perfectly fine, and she kept fighting her plight. Hey, I'm just tired. I had a long shift. Well, you swerving, and I mean, Susie, that's a difficult situation. No, Frank, the same thing. Actually, it, it did happen to me. I was I was getting off work at like f- midnight. I had been there maybe 15, 16 hours, and I was driving home, and I got pulled over, and uh, zero alcohol, zero drugs. I was just fatigued, and it was a judgment call by the officer. Yeah, it was a well, judgment. I think police departments realize that. Um, and there's a lot of collaboration and training in this arena, of course, in education. Mm-hmm. I mean, listen, I don't care what you say. Police officers don't want to waste time with bad calls. They have to stick to protocol. Right. And in keeping this fair and balanced, we need to be safe. Like, this ain't the Wild West. So um, in that scenario, which can be sad, you have these one-off situations. There are specially trained officers that take Buku, large amounts of extra, extra measure through education. And those are drug recognition experts, mm-hmm. DRE. And we're going to bring on uh, our officers here shortly. Uh, JB, we always appreciate you uh, calling in, and uh, we will catch you next time. JB with Bolton, uh, great input. God, I didn't know about Jersey, JB. But is it true or yeah, false? I just read it. Yeah, well, I just read it today. Well, we're... <laughs> JB, hang on. Was it true or false? Sorry, <laughs> keeping me straight. I was wondering if anybody call in. It's no, we didn't have any callers. They're all doing a... I guess we stumped them. We stumped them. Actually, I'm going to say it's true. actually true. It is true. And the JAMA inter, inter, internal medicine people did a study on it and found that 60, I'm sorry, 12% more people, more fatalities occur on that day. And what's even scarier is that under the age of 21, the risk was 38%. All right, so there's the risk. That was true. Uh, Stay tuned. Wrench Nation, we're talking about distracted driving, marijuana. Do you care? Do you think it's a problem? We do. Since 1919, Standard Motor Products has been manufacturing premium replacement parts for the evolving automotive aftermarket. Now, we want to hear your innovative product ideas during our SMP Always Innovating Challenge. To enter, simply visit our new product idea portal, which is accessible from the SMP Parts app or any SMP Engine Management brand website. Once there, tell us your new product idea in the appropriate field. Make sure to include the hashtag AlwaysInnovating.
Our judges will review the entries and select the top five ideas for one of the corresponding prizes. A Samsung 65-inch curved 4K TV, an Oculus Rift virtual reality system, an Apple Watch, a pair of Bose wireless headphones, or a Nintendo Switch. The contest runs from June 1st to August 31st. For more information, including the official rules, visit smpalwaysinnovating.com. No one sees what I see in you. Thank you for hanging with us uh, Saturday, KFNX. No one sees myself like you do. And of course, the podcast that's uploaded every Sunday, You Guys Are Rockstar. It's our show. Look, it doesn't stop. Uh, you guys can catch us uh, Ranch Nation Facebook if you caught the tail end of this and have a passionate statement. Uh, we want to know. We're talking about uh, marijuana. Not in your business, but behind the wheel. Absolutely. You can guarantee in your business if it affects safety. Look, the premise of the show is really, Susie, it's, it's about safety. Whether we're talking about car stuff or we're talking to someone from John Force's camp, they want to win, but they're being safe. Mm-hmm. Your experience in the 80s was, uh, I get I get what you're saying. You talked a little bit about sort of the culture. We heard Nancy Reagan just say no, and some of our neighborhoods had that. And as kids, we grew up. and and But driving behind cars, I don't care where your position is. It's part of distraction. And to help us na- get through this, because we're not experts, <laughs> we'll tell you right now, uh, we do and are privileged to have City of Chandler, Chandler Police Department, uh, two officers, Eddie Cuthbertson, and, of course, I have Officer Jeremy Logan. Welcome to the show. Thank you. And we appreciate you guys. Thank you, guys. And, and really, uh, thank you for spending time. You guys are busy. But we want to get right into it. So a lot of folks listening, they get, okay, we heard you. You're not getting into the business. But how do I know if I'm actually being pulled over and I can be sort of sized up properly? What's the proper testing how do i know that you're going to say hey this was conclusive as a drug recognition expert with chandler pd we got to know tell us about how that looks as a stop when you know alcohol is not at play uh, if we can start uh, officer eddie cuthbertson well to make sure i understand you correctly one of the first things we're going to do is a drug recognition expert and i've been one for 21 years I'm yeah. also an instructor in the program as well. One of the things we're going to look for is signs and symptoms of impairment, whether it's alcohol or drugs. It's not yeah, really because you don't know. It's not like, oh, we exactly. pull them over, we can smell that from over here. Correct. Right. So we're not necessarily looking for one thing in itself. We're looking for the totality of everything that we're seeing. So um, if we see signs of impairment, we're going to conduct an investigation. And ultimately, if we do feel that that person is not safe to operate a motor vehicle, we're going to make an arrest for driving under the influence. Um, tell us more about that. Is there a test? Is like I get the sobriety test. We're all familiar with that. Um, is there anything that you're doing in the field? Yes. Uh, one thing we're going to do is we're going to do standardized field sobriety testing. Okay. And that is the same for alcohol and or drugs. It's the same thing. Right. Understood. Um, Officer Logan, also drug recognition expert. Uh, we talked a little bit about uh, you know, the one-off story, it happens, um, you know, and we, we have to speak to this. I'm that waitress. I'm, it's two in the morning and, you know, I am driving a little awkwardly lane shifting cause I'm tired. The field sobriety test should rule me out as being 
okay. Sure. And and as drug recognition experts, we have about 132 hours, probably the most in-depth, academically challenging uh, course of uh, of instruction that we have as law enforcement officers. And any drug recognition expert will tell you that. So um, if we get called to a scene, maybe it's a patrol officer. Um, every patrol officer in the in the state has basic DUI detection apprehension skills. Um, and if if they're seeing something that they might not, they're like, okay, I don't, I don't, I see something, but it's 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 a little weird. Sure, they might call us out. Uh, we we're on call. Officer Cuthbertson's on call. So I mean, right you now. have layers. It's not like Correct. you're out there trying to you know get innocent people. I think that's a big misconception. Correct. And there or, are a lot of a lot of clues that we look for, um, and it's just not one. And as Officer Officer Cuthbertson already alluded to, um, we look at the totality of the circumstances. We look at everything. The complete Drive, picture. Driving yeah. behavior. Uh, what do we see? Um, as far as you know, what what they were exhibiting, um, and what maybe a patrol officer might see, um, that okay, that looks a little weird. We can articulate a lot easier as drug recognition experts because we've gone through this very extensive process. And we we also in a, in, a, in addition to this training, we also do it in a in the field as well. Part of our training is also evaluating persons under the influence. Um, in a controlled environment um, at Maricopa County Sheriff's Department's facility. So we, we can see it not only in the field, but we also do it in a very controlled environment. So when we get there, we're, we're knowing what's going on for the most part. Right. Um, is marijuana the drug at this point? If, if one were pulled over, is marijuana the drug that seems to be? It has driving? been for a long time. It has. So this is not yes. a new conversation. Correct. Okay, but the opiate uh, opiate conversation and the marijuana uh, opiate has become a lot more prevalent. Um, we're we're seeing obviously a lot of heroin um, right now. It's an epidemic. The the governor's already addressed it in his his um, opioid crisis. Um, but we're also seeing a lot of substitutions for opiates. Uh, so oxycodone. But we're also seeing suboxone. Uh, probably in the last two or three weeks, I've seen a lot of per- a lot of persons that are on the influence of suboxone. And people, are, what's suboxone? It's a withdrawal regimen. That people go on to get off heroin or oxycodone. Oh, so they're so substi- I gotcha. what they're really doing yeah. is just substituting the heroin for the suboxone. Yeah. One thing in particular with the marijuana is, say, back in 1995, the THC levels were below 10 percent. Now they're upwards of 20, 30 percent now. So it's a lot more potent now than it was, say, 20 years ago. I made a point, and hopefully the point wasn't taken wrong. Is there some truth about? I mean, I use Snoop Dogg. I mean, he seems to be iconic toker. He seems to function perfect. Do you see in the field? I mean, I get the sobriety test should pretty much. It's protocol. It's what has to be done. Do you ever get thrown by somebody that on both sides only smoked a little and was way out of line and then couldn't believe we found out this guy lit up eight to ten joints in the last whatever two hours? Well, one thing about alcohol and or drugs, it affects people in different ways. Everybody have a di- has a different tolerance level. But that's the controversy right now. Like I had a lot of people on Facebook and we respect their, their viewpoint. Again, I don't respect you if you're going behind the wheel and risking my life or my family's life or an officer's life. I'll say that right now. But a lot of people are saying that. They're saying, hey, I don't know what you guys are talking about. I've been smoking for a long time. And in fact, my day job, I operate, a, uh, not a crane, maybe that's a little <laughs> too out there, but I operate some heavy equipment. So I don't get this conversation because me personally, I can hang with it. Well, I could tell you as a 24-year veteran of the Chandler Police Department, 
are related to alcohol. It's like that alcoholic or the functioning alcoholic that most people know about. Yeah. They might show to an untrained person that they're just fine when in fact they're not. But you get a trained, a highly trained police officer that can detect this, we're going to see that. And no matter what what you're thinking or saying right now, listening, and of course we want your take, 480-655-8870, or if you're listening on the podcast, get on the Wrench Nation Facebook. I want to hear what you have to say, but no matter what you're going to say, Look, we got to be safe. And so that's the thing. Do we have this false level of confidence like the old alcoholic? Oh, yeah, I can do this. You know, I was watching a Sanford and Son issue. Oh, I love Sanford which, and which Son. We all love Sanford yeah. and Son, right? You mm-hmm. youngsters, you get on watch Sanford and Son on YouTube. <laughs> a great, great uh, sitcom. But you had the local drunk. And, mm-hmm. you know, he was never drunk. He was confident I could do this. And that's the same case with a lot of drug but users. Just, just, to, just to so that people understand too um there's a lot of things of your body of anatomy and physiology that you cannot control um as um as as dres we as as dres we look for those things things that of your body that you are not going to be able to control that you you literally okay you may be able to um, walk a straight line but you know what you won't be able to especially in marijuana we have we have leg and body tremors there are tremors that are involuntary that you are not going to be able to control. No matter how consciously you think about it, you are not going to be able to control that. So it, you might have the Snoop Dogg, you know, in the sense that he, he smokes out all, every day. But there are still signs and symptoms that he's going to exert, that we're going to observe that he will not be able to control. And I use that as an extreme yeah, example, no. but I think it's, a, it's an important point because that's the feeling people have. It's like, all right, I, you know, I, I can handle it. Right. Well, one thing to remember, too Standardized field sobriety testing or those roadside tests that we perform, they're not designed to show impairment, contrary to what most people believe. They're designed to divide your attention. And that's something that you have to do in order to drive a car safely. That is an that's excellent That's my takeaway. Susie, yeah, divide that's my, my takeaway. You guys listening, yep. have you considered that? Because definitely I, you're, I'm getting pulled over because... I'm going to be proved to be impaired, but it's really the dividing attention. Yeah, that's great. And you know what? Going back to the Snoop Dogg, he's functioned, but we've never seen him sober. That's number one. Well, so I know. It wasn't, it's probably not a great, <laughs> right? it's not a great example, but I mean, it was, uh, yeah. Right. But I have a follow-up question on, uh, on the off- with the officers is that when you actually do pull somebody who's impaired on marijuana, they show you a med card. How does that change that, that pullover? The, the med card doesn't change it at all. It just means they can possess it up to a certain amount legally. Mm-hmm. But as far as driving under the influence, if that what you're taking impairs your ability to drive, then that is that's a criminal offense. You're, you're DUI. When we when we testify when we testify in court um, as drug recognition experts, um, we might be we'll, we'll obviously be a lot of times sworn in as expert witnesses. Um, that gives us that gives us the opportunity to use our opinion. And really, at the end of the day, when we get done testifying, the first, the last thing we always say is, this person's ability to operate a motor vehicle is sa- safely was impaired by such uh, a degree um, by whatever substance, THC or whatever the case may be. Um, we, have to, we have to articulate that. And um, at the end of the day, if, if, if they have a medical marijuana card, there's a lot of prescription medications. You can take Xanax. You can take Ativan. Um, and that's great. And you're, 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 the, the medical doctor has said that you absolutely should take this for whatever condition. Right. But right. you should not be driving on it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Stay tuned. Uh, we, uh, as mechanics, uh, we're going to keep uh, officers from Chandler PD on for the next segment. We got Greg Buckley. As mechanics, we see a lot of stuff in cars. As mechanics, if we see something suspicious, what should we do? 
Greg Buckley next from Buckley's Auto Care, Wilmington, Delaware, Ranch Nation. My RPMs are like going up and down, and my car is like going back and forth. What is what is that? This is the Macarena. Car talk, car culture, car tips, car music, all that is car. Ranch Nation. All right, welcome back. Frank here with Susie in studio, uh, Officer Jeremy Logan and uh, Officer Holperson. First experience, Officer Logan, we had mentioned something before the break, and I just want uh, to repeat it because it, really, it was a moment of lightning. We think that if we were to be pulled over, did I pass the test? Could you just kind of repeat what that whole, it's really not a test. Sure. We, we classify as a standardized field sobriety test, um, but everyone's views like SAT, SAT, you take your math test, you're going to pass or fail a test. We're not, us as trained officers, whether we're DREs or not, um, we're doing these tests to see if there's clues. And there are a certain amount of clues on each test that we perform, and those are standardized throughout the nation. So whether we're in Rhode Island, Arizona, or Maine, wherever we're at, those are standardized across the nation. And we are looking for those. So we have to take a lot of totality and a lot of those clues in, in our basis and, and then make a determination. Yeah. Is, is, do we have enough here? Is there enough? Um, and in your case, uh, you know, you were, there was fatigue. Um, so we're going to do an eye test. It's called horizontal gaze nystagmus. Um, and Officer Cuthbertson and I are both instructors for that. So we'll do that test right out of the chute. Um, and if we don't see anything, then we'll move on. Um, but a lot of that can be derived just from those tests alone. So we're looking for certain clues. Yeah. Uh, let's bring in uh, Greg Buckley, uh, Wilmington, Delaware. Buckley's Auto Care, as always. Uh, welcome to the show, Greg. I know you've been hanging. Hey, buddy. No problem, man. That's been great listening to the officers talk about, you know, the, the, the sobriety test. It's very interesting that it's not, you know, the way they describe it, that is to look for your coordination and, and how you react uh, well, in totality, to right? There's a whole yeah. summarization, and it isn't something yeah. that, well, we got our training once a year. I mean, right. there's some in-depth there. So listen, let's get right to it. And I asked the question yeah. before the break, and, and some of you may have flipped over in your chair, but this is reality. As uh, mechanics, local mm-hmm. garage owners, we see a lot yeah. inside of vehicles. We do. Not, and so quite we- frankly, it's none of my concern. But is it a game-changer... When we have a youngster, and I'm going to play this scenario because it happens in my garage twice a year at least. Parents have been coming for a long time. Son starts driving. We've seen the car after son's driving for about a year. We notice a pattern. The pattern is always thinks like weed, and he leaves, and he drives, and he drives. Do we leave that alone? We find out later son was involved in an accident, wasn't drinking. A big accident. He got hurt. Other people got hurt. And I was the last mechanic. I had the car in my bay. Is this ridiculous for me to even pose as a as a scenario question, Greg? No, not at all. I mean, I definitely, I, I, I go full throttle, and I, and I will alert the parents. I will have a conversation. All right. You know, as a, a, and the reason why is, is, is one, there's a, there's, there's a safety issue, in fact. Uh, you know, I mean... I cannot stand the fact that someone is in that condition driving next to somebody. It could be me. It could be my daughter, my son, their families. You know, but, you know, when I, I've seen, 
repeated hub damage where they've curbed the vehicle. Where oh, not curb checks. Yeah, we, we try to mind our business, but sometimes you're like, how did you curb that lifted truck? Right. Well, it could be a repeat or the fascia, the body fascia, the hoods, the fender wells are dented up. And it's time and time again. And the, and the parents are spending thousands and thousands of dollars to fix the same thing over again. And clearly the car is loaded with evidence that, you know, there is uh, activity going on that's distracting the, the, the driver, especially if they're, they're a young driver. All right, so and, JB, you know, JB, I want to get right to it. JB had said something that was new to us. I, I have not heard about this. Of course, we're not on the East Coast. Uh, JB had mentioned that New Jersey is kind of backed off a little bit. And again, I don't know the knee-deep story. Tell us the climate in Delaware. Um, we, we did talk to officers about the DRE training. Uh, right. Greg, you got some background noise, brother. You good? Oh, uh, yeah. The, the, the house phone just went off, so I apologize about that. All right. That may be a caller from Ranch Nation calling you instead of us. <laughs> <laughs> um, what are you seeing out in Wilmington, Delaware? I mean, I, I would think... Uh, well, you know, here in, in Delaware, we just went through a whole bunch of, uh, you know, uh, should we legalize marijuana and uh, everything that goes with it? And, you know, right now, uh, the officers and, and the community that I talk to uh, there isn't so much like, you know, they're not letting go of anything. They're actually trying to intensify a couple of things. There's all kinds of spot checks that go on. Um, in fact, right in front of the shop is one of the known um, checkpoints that they use. So, Well, I you're talking about, uh, let's bring uh, officers in from uh, Chandler PD. Tell us about the mm-hmm. checkpoints. That's a big thing. A lot of us. We feel like, oh gosh, we, you know, this is uncomfortable. I got to get where I got to go. How important? You're not just doing this because, well, let's try this on this corner. Tell us the theory behind these checkpoints. We very seldom actually ever do checkpoints. Most of the time when we're conducting patrols, we'll do saturation patrols. That's a lot more effective, in my opinion, than doing checkpoints. Okay. And saturation, you know, a, a, a part of this city, this given night, has a high uptick. Is that correct? You're, you're going to do a saturation Yes, patrol. the East Valley DUI Task Force. We get to do things in Arizona that most other states just wish they could do. We coordinate and we work yeah. together as a whole, like Arizona, like Chandler and Mesa, Phoenix, Arizona Department of Public Safety. We all work together and we do saturation patrols. Officer Brown, come on in. You're talking about these saturation uh, patrols, uh, Officer Jeremy Brown, Chandler Police Department. Um, you're you're seeing a difference with these patrols. I mean, obviously, like I, Joe Public, me, I want to be safe. I'm not trying to beat up what people do in their personal time, but I am going to be a little ticked off if there's a situation where, you know, there's drugs and distracted driving. These saturation patrols make a difference. Oh, yeah. We, uh, especially in the holiday times, uh, we get together. Um, the Governor's Office of Highway Safety um, director Gutierrez, who's the uh, who's the director of the governor's office of highway safety, um, he puts these on, um, and we have West Valley task forces, we have East Valley task forces, um, and especially during the holiday task forces, it gets very very busy. Um, a lot of people are partaking in obviously alcoholic beverages, um, and we've seen. We, luckily, actually, believe it or not, we've seen a, a downtick of DUI arrests. Um, a lot of that probably attributed to rideshare programs, Uber and Lyft. Yeah, but, for sure. Uh, Greg Buckley, uh, Buckley's Auto Care, ride-sharing. Look, there's, a, I think it's close to 40,000 deaths a year in terms of how yeah. we just, just don't get it right. We're so damn distracted. We're doing it all wrong. And the idea of technology is to save a day with these advanced driving awareness systems and corrective lane changing technology. 
going to save us? What do you think, Buckley? I, I think it will to a degree. I think there's going to be a heck of a learning curve that everybody's going to have to. And, and we all have to understand that the driving age is uh, the drivers to today were getting older. And there's going to be times. And I, actually, let me step back for a second. Technology will curb a lot of this. But what I worry about is the elderly drivers and the drivers who are um, distracted or uh, under the influence from meds, you know, proper meds. And I think you touched, the officers touched on them a little earlier. And I'd like to pose a question is, um, to the officers, do you ever have, a, you know, an elderly driver who's, who is under the influence because of, you know, because of prescription medicines? I am Officer Cuthbertson. I could tell you, yes. Uh, the oldest one I think I've ever had was 72, 72 years of age. That's for, that's, and they were they were you know driving erratically or unsafely because of their prescriptions. Yes, that is correct. Okay, right, and that's and I think that's going to be more common as the age as as the population starts to grow older, and we're still trying to get acclimated to newer vehicles that we're driving. There's the there's the effect of the drug, and then there's the effect of the technology. So, you know, if there's not an autonomous solution, um, we could be seeing more fatalities in our older uh, citizens and drivers than we would the younger ones. So. Very good point. So, Officer Logan, come on in. So, um, we're actually, in Chandler, we actually have, uh, we're, we're kind of unique in a sense, because we actually have autonomous vehicles, and we're one of the few cities. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm actually, I've actually investigated one of the collisions um, involving one of the autonomous vehicles so we're, we're kind of unique we we interact with autonomous vehicles at all times uh, day in and day out um, we see them on a routine basis Waymo um, Uber's not so much anymore but Waymo has been has been around our city for many years um, and everyone is very scared I guess there's a lot there's a it's people, behavior people were very scared when these when these yeah. cars came out um, yeah. but we're actually seeing very little activity as far as collisions with with autonomous vehicles. that's the whole goal i mean we had a that's whole right. show in fact yeah. that we were grateful to have uh the uh economic uh development manager uh with the city of chandler and we had a whole discussion about that from hey what's our parking lots going to look like like we can develop those because not many people are driving but let's get it back we're going to bring it back greg buckley what is your advice to someone that may think about token behind the wheel well, I think we all have to understand that driving is a privilege. You are on public roads. Uh, it's not your road. Uh, you don't own it. You are wow, that's solid. licensed to drive on it. Yeah. So the responsibility is is that, okay, so I'm now not only responsible for the safety of me, I now have a responsibility to the others around me, not just in the car, but around the car and on the highways. And you just have to take personal responsibility. And I, I, I hate to say it, but... You know, driving under the influence, um, no matter what it is, is is a penalty. You're you are. Yeah, we got to keep. We got to be um, a lot more responsible. And you hit it on the button, man. It is a privilege. We can't take. It's not like we're in the backyard with a go kart in our private. Like we can kill people if we're not doing things right behind the wheel. Absolutely, Greg Greg Buckley. You rock. We got to cut it. Cut it down. Buckley's Auto Care. We appreciate you hanging out with us on Ranch Nation, brother. Thank you so much. And boy, oh boy, this show. Susie, man, we, do we need two hours? the show, yes. If you'd like to come on board as a friend of the show, we'd like to maybe get you on our second hour uh, <laughs> to support our show. But we always have fun. We hope you enjoyed the topic. Buku, big hugs. Thank you. City of Chandler, 
all of City of Chandler Police Department, and especially Officer Eddie Cuthbertson and Officer Jeremy Logan. Logan. I got kind of messed up the last name, Mr. Logan. Uh, With the City of Chandler Police Department, of course, uh, drug recognition experts, you really enlightened us, man. And and I hope you guys listening took some things away. Susie, thanks for hanging. We're going to catch you again. And as always, say be safe, hug each other, and never forget to hug a mechanic.